Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. A exciting episode, this one, because we are going to be talking about our top five favorite movies of 2021. I'm 89's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. Okay, Christopher, let me just start by doing like a little preface here. Yeah. Doing the, the top five movies of a year is a bit difficult because there is a Oscar season that overlaps with the calendar year. Right, So right. It's, it's like it's not an exact lineup. So things like, like Nomadland, we couldn't watch until 2021. Yeah. It's though not fair. It's not fair. And so we're not going to count it on this list and things that were up for Oscars last year because right. it just feels weird. It just, you know, it's yeah. just like the conversation is over. So we can't see licorice pizza yet, but I have a feeling it's going to make my list. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to be on next year's list. So there's like, there's like a weird, like two or three month crossover here that yeah. is just in the area of the unknown. Um, but post Oscars to now uh, we're doing our top five favorite movies Christopher, you want to start us off with your number five? Yeah, this is uh, very difficult all the time. And once I finally actually publish my my year in favorites, this may change. But not not this film. Sure. This film's going to be on there. Uh, it was at our festival. And it's a film I would not have seen without the festival. So thank you. It's from the Ivory Coast in Africa. It is called Night of the Kings. was so mad that I missed that one. Oh, uh, but, you know, tell me why it made your your top five. Yeah, Philippe Lacote was the director. Um, it's this amazing, it's all set in a prison in the middle of the uh, Ivory Coast forest. And the prison's ruled by inmates. It has that thing I love where it's, re- it's in reality, but it's got an element of the fantastic. They yeah. do great world building. There's like this culture within this prison of like the storyteller and the, what they call the Roman. And... This is this whole culture that happens in this prison run by inmates. And then the Roman is the storyteller. It's kind of like um, Arabian Nights where he has to keep telling a story. Otherwise, he's going to get killed. So he tells this beautiful story, which you also see the story he's telling in the film, which is definitely has a lot more magical elements to it. Just beautiful. It's from a place I'd never seen a film from. And Mm -hmm. this magical story. It was my favorite of the festival. And it's definitely in my top five. My number five favorite movie of the year is a movie I guarantee will not be on anybody else's list. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It is a movie called The Yin Yang Master. Oh, oh this, okay. You talked about I think you mentioned that. Yes, it is. I, one of the, the things that I think I was really charmed about that I really liked about this movie was that it was so unexpected. Yeah. It is a movie based on a cell phone game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where are we? Where are I we know. as a culture? I know. And um, it's it's the whole thing is it's in Chinese. It's it's uh, it's a whole Chinese cast and it's uh, the director is Chinese and the game is is from China. And it is 
but it just was so much fun. Yeah. It was so, I think because it's a video game, it was so imaginative and it had the, the sets, the set pieces were so wild and they were so over the top. And it was, it was, it, it was the most imagination that I had seen in any movie all year. And it was just like so unexpected because I picked it at random. I heard, hadn't heard anything about it. I haven't heard anything since. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was a movie that was, was such a surprising delight to me yeah. that I, I think just, just kind of like that shock made me just love it so much. And I stand by it. I, I think that it is great. I think it's really, you know, part of my talking about it is to getting, getting other people to see it because I think it really was fun. And I think that a lot of people will enjoy this movie that I think will inevitably just get passed up by movies like Belfast. Right. <laughs> oh no. Which is the saddest. <laughs> I, uh, I put it in my list because you mentioned it. So I hope to see it soon. Yeah. So Yin Yang Master is mine. Yours was Night of the Kings. All right, those are our number five movies. We're going to talk about movies four through one in the podcast. We'll be right back. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. Okay, and we're back. And we're talking four through one. Yes, going to hit four through one, our top five favorite movies of 2021. Kate Polly, what was number four on your list? I'm going to go with a documentary this time by Andre Gaines yeah. called The One and Only Dick Gregory. The One and Only Dick Gregory? Yeah, it made my list. Uh, we talked, I think I talked about it briefly at some point, but it is this great documentary of a comedian who I was always fascinated by. Oh, yeah. Dick Gregory, amazing comedian. He ended up being an activist and uh, he like fought for re for like good health, good eating, but he did all these great protests. He was incredibly influential though in the comedy world. So to see his arc from starting out in comedy, breaking down boundaries, getting into activism and health, and then coming back to comedy in his old age, it was so such a thorough documentary. And to see all the people he influenced and who came on to talk about him it was very, very cool. I've got one of his albums and I love it. And I've read his autobiography. So this one is very personal to me. I just, I am such a fan totally. that this was exciting to see a doc about him. Totally. I, I'm glad that you bring that one up because that's one that I want to see too. Yeah. And we'll, I will put that on my list because of you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. What is your number four? My number four was Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Sure, sure, sure. Checks out. I 
I think yeah, checks out. Um, <laughs> it was it was I think looking back, I think it was not his most beloved movie, but I think that one of the great things about Wes Anderson movies is that they are so rewatchable, and it is so much fun to rewatch one because they are so packed with detail and have so much in them that they are that it's really rewarding to rewatch them, and I can't wait to rewatch this one because it tells several individual stories and i think that yeah. all of those stories were so great you know the first one it was like so unexpected and so much fun there's always so much detail it's so stylish it looks so great i thought that the stories were just as good as the set pieces um i think it was great i always look forward to wes anderson movie and i think this one delivered you know i think a rewatching of his films f- from chronologically would be fascinating I think so too, because I remember watching like Bottle Rocket and being like, this one has a lot more space. It's like, and and it is like to watch Bottle Rocket to French Dispatch, it is like so tightened up. I mean, it is like, it was those, you could probably see the screws tighten up over, over the years, though he does have some that do get looser. Um, he just does kind of keep on adding detail and detail and detail yeah. and detail and detail. You see, you can see the stuff that he kept from the first movie until the last, but then yeah. you see how he changes into the, the style of it really, really gets more intense. So it's interesting. I like, I like things from all eras of his career. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Number three. Christopher, I wonder if we're going to have any crossover. I, I feel like we're going to. But I think we're going to. Uh, here's my prediction. I think we're going to have one crossover, and I think I, I know agree. what it is. <laughs> I, I do, too. Okay. <laughs> number three. Number three is a movie, a, another one from the festival called End of the Century. We talked about it on our show, I think, uh, yes. by Lucio Castro. It's an Argentinian film. It's about these two men who meet in Barcelona uh, after spending a day together, They, but they realize later they met 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, but they're having this day together now. The coolest thing about this movie is that it has all this great connection between the two people, but mm-hmm. the narrative style goes back and forth in time in such a smart way that they don't spoon feed it to you, and you do have to kind of work out which time where where you are in the timeline. It's mm-hmm. incredibly smart how they do that, and it's also but without losing the emotion of this connection between these two men. Um, it, I just thought it was a beautifully crafted movie. And so I definitely, it definitely has a place on my top five. That movie again? That movie was End of the Century, an Argentinian film. And I highly recommend people check it out. My number three movie. Yeah. Potential for crossover is Lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Lamb is on my my longer list. Is on the top ten. Did not make the top five. Yeah, so complicated. It, it, oh. I know, I know. Lamb was so weird. No, it I was love it. So weird. It is a movie that we love to see made because 100%. it is. I you know in I was I've been telling people about the swimmer and uh, oh, right, because yeah. I watched that and I was saying like how what it, how it's just a, 
a bit of a strange concept. And a couple of my friends have been like, oh, yeah, they just don't make movies like that anymore. They just like film like studios are just reluctant to make movies that are so weird. And I always push back on that yeah, because I knew that's an A24? easy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's an easy argument. It's an easy thing to say, yeah. you know, but it's really if you watch a movie like Lamb, you will immediately say, oh, yeah, weird movies are being made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's a, goes, decision, a- <laughs> there's a decision in this movie that blows your mind that you can't even yes. wait till it's over before you go. OK, yes. OK. Yes. And just the decision to have a half lamb, half baby yeah. being raised by two parents who are in a custody battle with a <laughs> lamb uh, yeah. is yeah, weird yeah. enough in itself. Yeah. Oh, I would so, love! I would love to see the trial where they yeah. where they take it to trial. <laughs> me, me too. Uh, but I would love. But here's the here's the kicker. Yeah, it's it's a lamb court. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, it is all you the know. Jury. It's a, there's like one. There's like one human on the jury. Right. I w- uh, guys, Lamb Two. Just mm. think about doing Lamb Two. <laughs> so Lamb is my number three. Uh, K. Polly, what is your number two? All right, number two. Now this is where I think we're going to overlap, and I, I hope I'm right. Okay. Uh, but my number two is Pig. Number two is Pig. Yours? We'll see. Yeah, we'll I know. See. From Lamb to Pig. Right from lamb to pig, um, pig, and why did you love pig? Pig is the uh, the one of the few Nicolas Cage movies that turns out really really good, uh, but it's it is a, also a weird movie in the sense that it's a man's trying to save a pig. I love the concept. It is and, a movie- and the setting is the kind of uh, is is elevated cooking in the new york or in yeah. the in the uh in the portland food scene yeah the culinary world he, the goes, culinary he goes from a hermit in the woods to these posh restaurants all to try to find his get his beloved pig and all the surprises along the way and uh it looks like it's going to be a revenge film like a like a shoot 'em up or fight film and not really i mean there's a it little bit not. but there's it's such a sweet it is restrained uh, uh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I and this one I know we both really liked this movie yes, so we both did. I hope it shows up. Okay, we'll see. What's my, your number 2? My number 2 movie is not big. Okay. It is my number 2 movie is Dune. Oh, okay. Wow. Which was a surprise even to me, but I was yeah. looking. I was, I was looking back on the list. I think part of it was that I was surprised at how much I loved it because I went in thinking, "This is it's the hero story." We have literally seen the hero story a million times. It's sure. the most popular story. Um, how could this be any different? And uh, I, I gauged it by how I left the movie theater after two and a half hours of doing <laughs> yeah. it finished. And I went to my buddy and I was like, yes, <laughs> I was like, let's freaking go. Like, let's watch number two. I was so amped when I was leaving the theater. And that's like how I know that I like really, really loved a movie. I was like on top of the world i was just like i was jumping and running out of the theater because i was so hyped up about how much i loved it oh that's great i loved the world building i loved the costumes i loved that they were in worlds that had big cultures unto themselves of which you get a peak but you know that there was so deep and rich in the history of that culture that you just got a bit of it through how they looked or 
going over one of their planets. It really loved, I think that was the best part was that you got to look into a culture that was completely made up, but incredibly rich. I I really love that. I'm excited for the next one because uh, I didn't realize when I started that this is just going to be f- the first half mm-hmm. of of this. Uh, or I didn't realize that either. Yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's exciting because I'm like, oh, there's going to be more to this. So that's really great. Okay, Christopher, okay, we're we on to their number one movie, Christopher Pollard. I'm doing a drum roll. Yeah, I hear What it. is your <laughs> number one movie of 2021? This was very difficult, but with a bullet, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, come on. Come on. This is what I'm saying to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm telling uh, well, you. I love this for you. So yeah. tell, tell me, tell, give me your. It was just what is exactly what I needed when I saw it. It was like the most heartwarming, without being cliche. Like you, it's not Oscar bait, heartwarming. It's like genuine connection, uh, genuine efforts and failures, and like making up and you know and but a, and a sweet because it's not like a romance. It's a connection between uh, an uncle and a nephew. And just these surprises that they find in each other. I thought the filmmaking was beautiful. I thought it looked beautiful. And the interviews with the kids I thought were great. It's just exactly hit me at the right spot where I just like, yeah. you know, it's a rough year. And this is so nice to see this love and connection. It's beautiful. It really, the story between him and the kid where it was. Yeah. It was so real. And I'll tell you, this was very difficult because, you know, at the end of the year, I'm getting I'm seeing these movies that are immediately bumping stuff that I had for the whole year. I know. And it's difficult because I have I am very happy with the list. I mean, I have more like like Lamb is like probably six for me. You know what I mean? I can't believe Lamb didn't make your list. I know because there's so many surprises for me that came up. So, yeah, that was that was my number one. And if yours isn't pig, I'm just going to lose my mind. My number one movie. <laughs> oh, this is so 20, exciting. 21. <laughs> yeah. Was Pig! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Of course it was Pig! Oh. I loved Pig! I loved Pig so much. I yeah. loved that it was about food. There are so few great movies about food. I yeah. love that it took place in the food world. I loved that Nicolas Cage was like the ultimate critic. He really like he saw the truth in each person. He yeah, stood that was for nice. something. He stood for something that was romantic and unreachable. He fought the unbeatable foe. He bared with unbearable sorrow. Whoa, he was whoa, a Don whoa. Quixote <laughs> of the modern era. Oh, and he Don was Don Quixote again. <laughs> was, we get was, it. You read a book. <laughs> God damn Donkey Hody every time. He was grizzled and maimed, but he still had heart. I loved Pig. Look, I'm going to let Donkey Hody go because Pig was, it was such a surprising and movie. Uh, It was. Again, I love those movies that are, that you just expect one thing and then you get at least a little bit more. And this was, yeah, this one. And it's also so, and mostly you expect a bad movie because it's Nicolas Cage. Right. His, his percentages are poor, but this one was one of his breakthrough good ones. 
and it was it was truly romantic. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, absolutely. And I really love that about it. And it was, you know, there are movies that go full romantic and fail. I'm talking about Belfast, people. Yeah, we are. <laughs> then, we ain't hiding and then, it. <laughs> and then there are, you know, movies that are truly romantic in the beautiful sense. And Pig was it, my number one with a bullet. Yeah. These are good lists. I, I will, at some point, we, you know, Milwaukee Film, we publish our top 10 lists and I inevitably put 23 films on my top 10 list right <laughs> but there was some really good stuff this year uh that I, and i'm always surprised because we're in pandemic times and i'm always like oh there's gonna be a handful of good movies great movies come out regardless so it's it's exciting to see these lists yeah and uh always love doing this so we will and and of course like you know, going back, it's like we don't see we're in the nether world now where, you know, licorice pizza won't be on our 2022 right. list, but we both might love it. So, yeah. you know, so there there you know, there are always like some things missing, but a great year for movies. Love seeing them all. Um, yeah. Plenty more to watch. Enjoy. Plenty more to watch. All right. Cinebuds top five movies of the year is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Yay. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Fancy. It's super fancy. Our song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. I'm going to call him B Newsk this time. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we also get support from an associated bank and from our members from Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And the number one movie of my year and every year is The Life and Times of Christopher Pollard. I think that's like a weird way of you calling me pig. That's what you said. I'm your number one. I, I almost said, you know, if, if I lost my you, pig. I, my pig, I would search for you like Nicolas Cage. I'll let it go. I'm going to let it go this time. I'm going to let it go. All right. Bye. Thanks, everybody.